Welcome to a Calvary Montclair Sermon Podcast. It is our desire that you will learn of Jesus, grow in Jesus, and share Jesus with other people. Service times are on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. and on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. For addresses and directions, please visit our website, www.cmontclair.com. We pray that you are blessed by the teaching of God's Word by Pastor Joe McTarsney. Father, we thank you for this glorious day that we have come together for the purpose to celebrate you, Jesus. You're worthy to be celebrated because you have risen from the dead and you have given us hope. You have given us hope, Lord, and and we just thank you for this living hope that we have because of you, Jesus. I pray that you speak to each and every single person, even the little ones, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Verses 1 through 12 from the Gospel according to Luke 24. Now, on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. But they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. Then they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee, saying, The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day, rise again. And they remembered his words. Then they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. And their words seemed to them like idle tales. And they did not believe them. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying by themselves. And he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Amen to that. That's the power of the resurrection. (laughs) When that stone was moved away. So notice with me back at verse 1. Notice those words where it says, They and certain other women with them came to the tomb, bringing the spices. You see, they, meaning these disciples of Christ, what they did is they came to the tomb to finish their proper burial for Jesus. As you see, the body of Jesus was not properly embalmed with the spices. And that didn't happen because Jesus was was crucified on the Sabbath. And as Jesus was crucified on the Sabbath, the proper burial wasn't taking place. And so these women, they were aware of that. And as they were aware of that, it just disturbed them. It bothered them. They're saying, hey, that's not even right. It's not right that the, 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 the proper spices were not even um, brought over to the body of Jesus. So these disciples loved Jesus so much, so much that they were uh, willing to get up. And the Bible says in verse 1, very early in the morning. Very early in the morning they did this. And they did this because this was an act of love for the Lord. This was an act of love for the Lord. And I suggest something to to you and and for me that that we could learn from from these disciples, that we could learn that that we need to show our love and loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And may we do that. And think about what ways, what ways that we can show our love and loyalty to the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe we could get up early in the morning and seek out the Lord. And that's what these ladies did. They got up early in the morning and they sought out the Lord. In fact, the Bible says to get up early in the morning and to seek him. That's found in the book of Proverbs chapter 8, verse 17. Proverbs 8, 17 says, those that seek me early, they shall find me. Do you want to find the Lord? Do you want to spend time with the Lord? Do you want to have the, that relationship where you just could cultivate just, just that intimacy with Christ? And if that's you, and I know that's you, that's why you came here early in the morning. I encourage you also to, to get in and, and, and read the scriptures early in the morning and, and seek the Lord. And that's what these ladies did. These ladies loved the Lord so much. And, and what they did is they went to the tomb very early in the morning. Now, notice with me in verse 2 what happened uh, when they went to the tomb very early in the morning. They had a great discovery. A great discovery. And what was that great discovery? Well, verse 2 tells us, but they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from, from the tomb. Now, the Bible actually informs us how that stone was rolled away according to the book of Matthew chapter 28, verse 2. Matthew 28, verse 2 reads, Behold, there was a great earthquake, and an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it and sat on it. I, I personally like that part of, of, of the, the angel sitting on the stone. Um, that's probably something that you and I would do, huh? <laughs> and I just picture in my mind the angel of the Lord just kicking back, sitting on the stone, maybe just whistling away and just thinking how, how great and powerful God is. And, and know that. That is something I know that the Lord will want you to know that God is able to move any hard stone away from your life. I wonder today, are you going through a difficult situation that you would say, Pastor Joe, th this situation, it's like a big stone. And, and, I, and, I, and I get it, and I, I believe you. Well, I'm here to let you know that God is able to remove that stone away from your life. What is it? What is that stone? May you give it to God, for the Bible says that you could cast your care to him because he cares for you. The Bible says that you could come to Jesus and provide rest for your soul. And so it's important to come to Jesus and that you would provide so he could provide rest for, for your soul. Now, know this, that the stone was rolled away so to not have Jesus exit, but it was rolled away so the women can enter in they could enter in and see for themselves that Jesus had indeed risen from the grave. So the stone was rolled away. And again, it wasn't for Jesus to, to come out. It was for them to come in, for them to come in. Now, in verse 3, we inform that the disciples actually went in the tomb. Notice with me in verse 3 where it says that they went in, they went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. They went in and did not find the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. I love that. I love that. They didn't find the body of Jesus because Jesus had defeated death. Jesus had defeated death. And you need to know that. Jesus has defeated death. Jesus said, I go and prepare a place for you where I am, where I am. You shall be with me also. So if we have loved ones that, that have closed their, their eyes to the world, to a word the world calls death. To us, we don't necessarily use the word death. 
because we know that we're going to a place that has been prepared for us. And we're going to see a person. And that person's name is Jesus. So it says, death, oh, war has lost a sting. There's no sting in death at all. It's like a boy, a little boy that um, was telling his daddy, and saying, daddy, I, I want to spend time with you early in the morning. Can, can I ride in your truck with you? So it was early in the morning that the, the little boy and the daddy rode, rode in the truck. And so they're just cruising along on the truck. And dad's right there just going away. And I don't know why I just did that right now. But that's what dad is just, okay, properly right way. Yeah. So dad's there just in the truck. And then um, the window was slightly open. As the window was slightly open, all of a sudden a bee came in. So the boy's freaking out. It's like, oh, no, there's a bee. There's a bee. There. And, and, and the dad looks at the, the boy. The dad then sees a bee as a bee landed right in the, the front dashboard. The dad scoops up the bee. You know what he does? Pulls out the, 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 the stinger of the bee. Pulls it out. And he's like, Pow. pulls it out. Throws it out the, the window. The stinger cannot sting the, the little boy. Death can't sting you. It's been lost. Why? Because Jesus Christ is risen from the grave. And what happens is when we, when we as believers have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ into the heart, the Bible says to be absent from the body is to be what? Present with the Lord. And so in, in a very real sense, what happens is that our, our address just changes. Yeah. So our, our address now and, and for our loved ones. And I know some of you perhaps have lost a loved one in the last few months. Oh, don't be sad. Rejoice. They have finished the race. They have run it well. They're, they're home with Jesus. They're home with the Lord. Jesus has defeated death. And he is a risen Savior. And because of Jesus, we're going to be able, we're going to be able to be reunited with our family members. And because of Jesus, we're going to be able to encounter those people in the Bible that we have suffered. And because of Jesus, we don't have to be in despair because of Jesus. You know, it was Good Friday where Jesus, he was crucified on the cross. And I imagine those disciples, those disciples on, on that Saturday, and for them, it could have been a sad day. It could have been a sad day because maybe they had a cloud of despair over their head, but they didn't have to have a cloud of despair. The reason why they didn't have to have a cloud of despair is because the sun will be rising the next day. And the sun that rose is, is Jesus. And because Jesus did indeed rise from the dead, we have hope. We have a living hope. In the Lord Jesus Christ. So we don't look at circumstances. What we do is we redirect our eyes and we look at Christ. And Jesus did rise from the dead. And because Jesus did rise from the dead, know this, it separates Jesus from all other religious leaders who are still buried. And no disrespect to them. Though it's true that Jesus is separated from all the other religious leaders. You name all the different religious leaders that, that there are in the history of, of this world, in the history of religion, if you will. What separates Jesus from all of them is that Jesus is the only one that has risen from the dead. And we serve a risen Savior. And we're going to see him. Get that like wrapped up in your, around your mind, around your, your cabeza. Yeah, in your mind. That with, with, with your eyes, with your hands, you're going to see, you're going to embrace the living Savior one day. Imagine that. You're going to see Jesus. Some people get excited to see an athlete. I don't know what athlete maybe some of you like or a movie star or someone famous or, or someone that's um, in um, high politics. Um, oh, 
Would you get so excited that you're going to see Jesus one day? You're going to see him. You know, there, there are some times when, when I, too, when I go through um, pressures and stresses, when, when I go through things that are intense, immediately what I do is not necessarily think about those things, but what I do is I think about Jesus. And I think that this, too, shall pass. And he has everything in his hands. It's like that one um, um, footprints upon the sand. You guys ever read that one poem? Yeah? Okay, yeah, some of you guys have, and it's a cool one if you haven't. And the, 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 the footprints upon the sand, what it speaks about is that this person is going through a difficult time, and as they're going, they're going through, through a difficult time, and, and they're like talking to God, like, God, where, where are you? Jesus, where are you? I'm going through a difficult time, and, and there's only one footprints upon the sand. And it turns out that the whole heart of the footprints upon the sand is, is that Jesus says there's only one footprints because it's my footprints. And, and what's happening is I'm carrying you. I am carrying you. I'm carrying you through that storm that you're going through. And, and as, as, I'm, as I'm holding you and, and you're putting your head upon near my heart, you're going to hear my love for you. And I think this is so important. There's two, two, two things that's, that's important for mankind to know each and every single day, that the Lord loves you. Because there are some people in this room, maybe no one has told you in the last week that, that you are loved. You are loved unconditionally, unconditionally, no strings attached. You're loved by the Lord. And also, too, you are forgiven. You are forgiven. Your sin has been washed. And that's a fact because Jesus Christ did die upon the cross for you. And so rest. And know this, I'm going to throw this out there, too. God's not mad at you. God doesn't have, I don't know if I have any baseball players out there. God doesn't have like a big bat. It's like, okay, round it up. Okay, here comes that, that ball. Not that you're a ball, but the ball of the person is going to come like, all right, here he goes. And I'm just going to hit you. God's not mad at you. He's going to love you. In fact, the Bible says it's his kindness that draws you to repentance. The Lord just wants to smother you with his love. And I encourage you, accept his love. Accept his love. Let him love upon you. Yeah, I know things have happened, and maybe you're mad at God. Maybe something tra tragic has happened, and I get it. And as, as a, a, a fire chaplain, I, I go to, to many hard, different um, scenes that I'm called to at all hours of the night. And, and, I, and I encounter people that go through some tragedies. I, I think when I went to the um, San Bernardino shooting that I was sent out to, it was, a, it was a very, very difficult scene. And I know we, we have people that respond to those kind of calls too. They get, it's hard. But during the difficult times, we know that the Lord's with us. We know that the Lord's with us. And we study the scriptures. And I got to tell you this, the Lord in the scriptures is always drawn to the hurting into difficult situations. The Bible says that he's been anointed to what? To minister to the brokenhearted. The shortest scripture in the Bible is what? Jesus wept. He wept. And, and by him weeping, spoke volumes of his love and care for other people. So, so Jesus, so Jesus is present and he loves us and, 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 he's, and he's there to help us. And Jesus is alive and he's able to bring life to any dead circumstances that people may face. Do, are you facing a dead circumstance? We, we all do because there's no perfect person in here. If you're perfect, raise your hand. Don't raise your hand now. The only perfect person is Jesus. So therefore, we're all walking through this sinful society. And, and, and Jesus is able to bring life through dead circumstances. What is your dead circumstance? Maybe it's your work. And you're like, preach it, brother. That's what I'm talking about. 
Maybe, maybe it's your, your, your spouse. And don't look over to them right now. <laughs> but maybe it's, it's, it, there's this dead circumstance. Well, God is able to bring life to that dead circumstance. He is. Because oftentimes we think, I'm the only one in the world that's going through this struggle. I'm the only one that's going through this parental difficulty. Oh, I'm the only one that's going through this health crisis with me or my family members. No, so many other people have gone through that. And guess what? They have gone on and passed to the other side. And you too shall pass to the other side. Why? Because Jesus is alive. And he's came to be with us, to walk with us. And that's what I love about the Lord. He just didn't leave us by himself. He's like, okay, here you go later. Charlie, I'll see you tomorrow. No, he walks with us. The Bible says that he came to dwell amongst us, to walk with us and to be with us. And that's who, who the Lord is. And he loves us so much. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. Now, notice with me in verse 4, who appears to the disciples. In verse 4, it says, And it happened as they were greatly perplexed about this, that, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. So these two men that we read about in verse 4, that we read about in verse 4, they're, they're identified as actually angels. And we learned about that when, when um, we read Matthew 28 too. So we're informed that the angels had shining garments. Shining garments, is that, that's what they had. So their garments brightened up the darkness in that early morning. You see, it was very early in the morning. It was still dark. And these angels, when they appeared, the, their, their garments brightened up that, that dark situation and know that God always has a way to bring his glorious light in dark situation. Again, God does that. Why? Because the Bible says that God is light. In him, there's no darkness. So as you're walking with God, God is able just to guide you along and he's able to give you his word. In fact, the Bible says his word, it's a lamp into my feet. And it guides you along. And so it's so important to, to take in the scriptures and let God's word guide you along. And if you let God's word guide you along, I'm telling you, you will live a blessed life. It won't be an easy one, but it will be a blessed life as you are holding on to this truth of the, the scriptures. Now, in verses 5 and 6, the angels tell the, the disciples of Christ the greatest news ever. He tells them the greatest news ever. And notice with me verses 5 and 6. This is the, the greatest news ever. Verse 5 and 6 says, Then as they were afraid and bowed their faces to the earth, they said to them, Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? He is not here, but is risen. He is risen. Remember how he spoke to you when he was still in Galilee. Notice those words, he is risen. He is risen. Those are beautiful words. Those are words that need to be tweeted. <laughs> those are words that, that needed to be proclaimed. That Jesus is risen. And it is the greatest news that we need to be reminded of. And that's what he said. The angel said, remember, don't forget. Be reminded of. I encourage you, remember, be reminded of. Go over and over and over in your mind each and every single day, throughout the day. The Bible says in Philippians 3.1, it's not tedious for me to remind you of these things, but it will keep you safe. When I officiate... Um, uh, I was going to say funerals. When I officiate weddings, <laughs> when I officiate at weddings, um, part, part of the wedding ceremony, you all, I presume, have been to a wedding, right? You know, so they do the exchange uh, of a ring. And as they do the exchange uh, uh, of, of the ring, um, then they, you know, say their vows and they put their ring on each other. And um, at the end, um, you know, I, I, I say this. I say, you know, when you put your, that ring upon your finger, Remember the vow that you just got done saying to that other person. And so 
Um, the ring is supposed to be is, is a symbolic of, of, of remembrance of what you just got done saying. And so there, there's, this, there's power in remembering, remembering truth because the truth will set you free. And so it's so important that we remember that Jesus is risen. It is so important to know that. Know that Jesus is, is, is risen and he's a savior that, that wants to live with us and, and walk with us. And, and the resurrection proves that, that Jesus gives hope to people, especially if they find themselves in a hopeless situation. And it causes people to press on, to move forward and not to give up, but just to press on. Now notice with me in verse seven that the angels reminded the disciples what Jesus had said. What did Jesus say? He reminded them of Jesus' words in verse seven. And Jesus said in verse seven, the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified on the third day and rise again and rise again. So Jesus said those words. He said those words because he knew that his death was according to his father's will in order to secure salvation for all people in the entire world. Jesus knew. Jesus knew that he was going to be delivered into the hands of sinful men. He knew. Jesus knew he was going to be crucified, but he also knew that he was going to rise from the dead. The Bible says in the book of John, chapter 3, verse 17, a lot of times people like John 3.16, John 3.16, for God so loved the world. But what about John 3.17? John 3.17 is pretty good too. Notice John 3.17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. God doesn't want you to be condemned. If you lived a condemned life, that's not of God. You know what condemnation comes from? From Satan, the enemy. He comes to condemn people. God doesn't do that. Jesus comes to save people. And know that Jesus, he paid a, a debt he didn't owe because we owed a debt we couldn't pay. We couldn't pay it, and, and Jesus paid it for us. And the resurrection proved that Jesus' death was an actual payment for our sin and that the Father has accepted it as such. Now, in verse 8, we're informed that the disciples did indeed remember the words. Notice with me in verse 8. And they remembered his words. And they remembered his words. It's so important. And I'll say this again. It's just so important to pour over the words of Jesus in the scriptures. And remember his words. And it's so important to continue to come to church. I'm so blessed you're here today. My heart for you is that you continue to come. You're like, why do I want to come? Don't you know I could sleep in? Don't you know I have a, I have a, a hard week? And, and, and Sundays is like the only day I get to sleep in. No, but if you come to church, what's going to happen if you come consistently? You're going to hear the word being taught over and over and over and over and over again. And as a result of that, you're going to be healthy. I once heard um, two guys, uh, I read it, something that two guys were talking. And, and uh, one guy said, I don't want to go, go back to church because you know what? I, 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 I never re remember. I never remember anything. So what's the point? What's the point? I'm not, I'm not going to go back. I, I, I go, I, I'm not going to go because I don't remember anything anyway. Well, the, so the guy looks at him and says, huh. Um, let me ask you a question. You're married, right? Yeah, I'm married. So uh, do you remember uh, your, your wife, what she made you, um, cooked for you three weeks ago? Every single day of the week? Well, no, not, not really. Well, it looks to me, though, that you, you look pretty healthy to me. <laughs> yeah, we don't remember everything, but we do get a nugget. And if you come to church, 
every single Sunday, you're going to get nuggets. You're going to get another layer of knowledge. And the more you learn of Jesus, guess what happens? The more you learn of Jesus, you can't help but to love him. I know some of you are in, uh, in relationships or you're in marriage. Um, and, and what happened when you first started to date the person and court that person and go out that person? You, you started to spend a lot of time with them. And, and why? Because you wanted to get more knowledge of them. And as you learn more about them, their characteristics of life, their, their interests, their goals, and, and about them, what happened is you started to love them. You were like, I, I love this person. I, I, I don't want to spend the rest of my life with, the, with this person. It's same true with the Lord Jesus Christ. The more you learn of him, you just can't help but to love him. And, and I just don't want you guys to be ripped off. And, and God has raised up this church in this community for that purpose. Three years ago, this church didn't exist. But God wanted this church to be birthed. Because he knew that you would be here. Why? Because he loves you so much. He doesn't want you to get ripped off. For the Bible says in the book of Hosea, chapter 4, verse 6, he says, my people perish for lack of what? Knowledge. Lack of knowledge. Because the Lord, he sees everything. He sees, he sees your life and he sees how blessed you could be living your life. For the Bible says in John 10, 10, he has come to give you life and life more abundantly. But, but we're living not an abundant life. Is it because you're not getting the truths of the scriptures and you're not renewing your mind with the word of God? You're not being encouraged. And I got to tell you about the folks that call this church their home. There are some kind hearted people here, loving people. People got here first thing in the morning to, to make, make this all beautiful. Not for me, for, but for you, but for, for us. These are some good people here. These are some good folks. And I encourage you, and I encourage you, come. We love you. And there's no one perfect in here, and I'm the first to, to admit that I'm perfect. And if you, and you could just ask my wife, and she could <laughs> reiterate that too. And, but you know what? I know that Jesus loves me, and I, I, I press on and I move forward. And, and we're here to proclaim this message. And, and it's sad when, when, when people forget, forget, or it's sad when people don't know the words of the Lord and they live defeated lives. What would you do? Some of the dads, I know dads here and grandfathers in here, that you had a little boy or a, a, a daughter or grandson or granddaughter, and you see they're living defeated lives. And you're like, they don't have to live this way. They're, they don't have to live this way. Why do they keep drinking in the polluted water when there's a living water for them? Well, guess what? We have a heavenly father. And he sees us as a son, and he sees us as a daughter, and, and he's saying to us, why do you keep drinking of that? You could be drinking of this. And I got to tell you, people that have came, came to Christ and followed the Lord, the only regret that they have, the regret that they have is that they, they, they regret that they haven't come and followed the Lord a lot sooner in their life they, because of the scars that they have received. And so I encourage you to continue to come. And let's be people that, that would remember the Lord's words. And let's be people, too, that would cause other people to remember the Lord's words, too. Now, notice between verses 9 and 10. Verse 9 10, that the women went to tell the other apostles. Notice that these women went to go tell the other apostles, verses 9 and 10. Then they, they returned from the tomb and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. They told these things to the apostles. So off they went. Off they went and, and, they, and, and to tell the apostles and the followers of Jesus. 
And you know what, what happened with, with, these, with these first disciples? They were given the privilege of being the first to proclaim that Jesus is alive. We, too, have been given that privilege to proclaim to other people that Jesus is alive. And we're called to tell others this great news. And, it, and it's an honor to do so. And it's not keep this life-changing news to other people and tell people there's a God in heaven that loves you. There's a God in heaven that cares about your life. And we have the truth. We have the good news. We have the medicine, if you will. Dude, we've got to give out this medicine to other people. Because Jesus is the only way. Jesus is the only truth. Jesus is the only life. And we have to share that news with the other people. We have to get this message out. People need to know that the Lord came into this world to make dead people alive. He came into this world to make dead people alive. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, If anyone, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. That's a great message. A life can change. A life can be transformed. And all that happens by giving your life to the Lord. The Bible says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And once the Lord draws you to himself, he in his time, he starts changing you slowly but surely. Consider the life you're living. Don't you want to change? Don't you want a new life? Don't you want to be transformed? I invite you and I encourage you. Ask the Lord, say, Lord, do what you want to do. All right? Do what you want to do, Lord. And the Lord will transform your life. I guarantee you. I guarantee you. And we as a body of Christ, we're not to form what is called a holy huddle in the four walls of a church. But we're to go out and tell others that he has risen. Go and see. Come and see, I'm sorry. Come and see and go and tell is the Easter mandate for the church. And has always been that way. And that's what the disciples did. They went they saw, then they went out and told. And that's what we're called to do. We're called to come in, and then we're called to go out. Now, as they told them about the resurrection of Christ in verse 11, it says that they did not believe it. Notice with me in verse 11. And their words seemed to them like idle tales, and they did not believe them. The apostles did not believe them. They considered it to be idle tales. The words idle tales means to be, to be talking foolishly. It means to speak nonsense. Now, in verse 12, we are informed one of them. One of them didn't consider it nonsense. One of them went to the tomb to check it out for himself to see if it was nonsense or not. Notice with me in verse 12, and we'll conclude with verse 12. But Peter arose and ran to the tomb. Stooping down, he saw the linen cloth lying by themselves, and he departed, marveling to himself at what had happened. Peter didn't wait for a convenient time to check things out. He did so quickly, and sure enough, it was just as the Lord Jesus Christ had said. May we be like a Peter and check out the facts that surround the resurrection of Jesus Christ. You know, we could say the claim to Christ is nonsense, but have you checked out the facts to see if it's so? A couple weeks ago, we, we had a guest speaker here, Calvary Montclair, his, his name is uh, Sean McDowell, and I invite you to download um, the, the, the church's um, app 
um, if you have a, one of those um, smartphones that you download apps. And you, you could download the church's app, and it's on the church bulletin, I believe, where you could download that app. And you could listen to the message of Sean McDowell, and he's a theologian. Um, and he's a very, very, very smart man. And, 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 um, and so he did a study. He came here, did a study on the facts of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And I encourage you to listen to that. And after you listen to the facts of, of, uh, uh, that surround the resurrection of Jesus Christ, then come to your conclusion. Facts are facts. Truth is truth. In fact, um, we are going to, to Israel. And if you want to wanna, do a fact check, come with us. I invite you. I invite you. If you think the resurrection of Jesus is, is not true, you think of, of a place called Golgotha where Jesus died at, you don't, if you think those places is like um, fairy tales, you don't think those are real places, I invite you to come and see for yourself and, and, and not make any more excuses. Facts are facts. And, and we're going to go, and you're going to see Golgotha. You're going to have an opportunity to go into the empty tomb, and you're going to see he's not there, but he's risen from the dead. And, and the, the price that it costs, it, 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 it doesn't compare to what it will cost your soul to go to heaven. And so I encourage you to, to see the facts for yourself and come to the conclusion that Jesus is alive and well. Now, respect, in respect back to Peter, there was good reason why he would be the one for himself to see this miracle because Peter, Peter was one that recently denied the Lord. He denied um, hanging out with Jesus, and we know that according to Luke chapter 22, verse 16. So, so Peter was one that felt bad. Peter was one that felt guilty because they went to Peter like, hey, Peter. They're like, what's up? And they say, hey, Pete, are, are, do you hang out with Jesus? Are, are you one of the, his boys? And he denied it. And you know who, who hit him up? You know who asked him that question? It wasn't like a, a He-Man kind of guy, like a Captain America kind of guy. It was a little girl. Yeah. She's all, are you one of the followers of Jesus? No, I'm not. I don't know what you're talking about. And three times he denied it. In fact, he like even threw a curse word out there. And so he was then living for the last few days with that. So Peter went, went to see for himself. And when you come to the Lord, I guarantee you condemnation will leave. I guarantee you being guilty will leave. Why? Because you leave it at the cross and you leave it there and Jesus freely takes it up. Is there anything that you need to leave at the cross? Leave it there and receive his forgiveness. Receive his new life. Receive his truth. Leave sin there. It's important to leave sin at the cross because sin will always cloud your perspectives. Sin will always cloud your perspectives about life, what life's all about. So Peter went, he saw and as you saw, he was restored. And then Peter wrote two powerful books that we have in our Bible. There's 60, 66 books of the Bible. Two of those books are, are Peter is the one that wrote it. It's called First and Second Peter. And so he saw, and Peter was now armed with the, the, this glorious message. And Peter spent the rest of his life sharing that message with other people. As we close this morning, the question today is, have you met Jesus? I have. Have you met Jesus? Do you have a relationship with the risen Lord? Are you in religion or do you have a relationship with the Lord? And are you sharing the greatest news upon the face of the earth with other people that Jesus is alive and Jesus has risen? Let's proclaim that message. Amen.